Welcome to Roguecast, the official podcast of Rogues Gallery. We'll talk comics for the week, as well as whatever news is on our pop cultural radar. I'm Randy. I'm Nick. This is Dave. And now, on with the show. Welcome, one and all, to the first Roguecast of the new millennium. Right? New millennium? Is yes. It? Is it? You know what? Um, the other day... Before it starts a new millennium, right? I don't know how time works anymore. The I, other I was day, like, I don't know. I shared a meme that just I saw somewhere else about... Uh, that was like uh, one of the Y2K memes. Yeah. That was like a Best Buy reminder, turn your computers off before midnight. Yeah. And all that stuff from the year 1999. Uh-huh. And I just now saw somebody on Facebook... Uh, I think a few people shared that from me. But I just now saw a friend on Facebook say, like, I've seen like eight people share this. I'm like, is there is there something that happened that made people reminded of them of the Y2K? No, just the thing it happened to go Is around. it just AI? Is AI, AI is AI. coming? Yes. Uh, but yeah, and I don't is, know. It is the first podcast of 2024. It is. Yes. Welcome. Hope everybody had a good uh, good holiday and new year. Yeah. All that stuff. Hope you're not in the drunk tank. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We have. It's there's not been a lot of news. It is still. They do still, pipe our podcasts in there though. Still, right? Yeah, they do. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but only in the one drunk tank. They're so like, make sure you get in the. We right need one. to pacify these people. Yeah, put, put on put on this this podcast. Yeah. Thing. Here's what here's what the week's new comics are. <laughs> um. <laughs> But we do have new games to mention, uh, new comics of the week, and then we're going to do a uh, a we're going to look forward to twenty twenty four. Nick had the idea of like let's uh, let's talk about stuff we're looking forward to. Yeah, well, we don't want to look backwards. You know, there's great comics but that we, you can we recommend. But what but about wanna... but what about beneath the trees where nobody sees? People know about that. They, they bought do. all of that. They bought all of it. <laughs> they have one issue yeah. number one left. Yeah, I don't know if any people y'all have been uh, watching, listening to the uh, the news and in, in kind of comic circles, but it's been selling out. Next printings have been selling out yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is something that's sometimes frustrating on our end to see. And uh, though you may not see it frustrating for you too which is that sometimes people who like to speculate on comics that is buy them at their buy cover the price and yeah. then resell it on ebay for like 20 or 30 dollars or more because it's hot right now yeah. uh, which is a rarity by the way we don't really recommend doing this nope, don't do it you're not going to really make a lot of money it's just invest in, in real investments um but anyway invest in bitcoin people if you want to yes crypto is where it's at money cryptocurrency. <laughs> um anyway nfts nfts obviously <laughs> are going somewhere um, but um, but yes, so so it may be a little hard to find this very cool series that we really like. But we will try and we'll, we'll try and keep getting new printings. Yep, you know. Yep. Uh, but uh, yes, Nick had a cool idea of, of looking forward, and we've we've uh, we, we looked at uh, upcoming lists and things like that, and promotions and we compiled previews. our own lists. Compiled our own lists, which we have not discussed amongst ourselves. So yep. there will be some overlap, of It'll course. Be a surprise to all of us, and there'll be huh. some surprises. Yeah, uh, I of course always wanted my best of. I've got my all my best of stuff. But that requires uh, making lists and uh, research as well, and neither Nick nor David wanted to do that. So nope, you, it's not you, that we wanted to; it just it sounded like a lot. <laughs> you you all year long because you love doing it. Yep. Um, and um, I like the idea. Just, just write down the thing when you like things in that week. Write down the thing you like, and then you'll remember it. I like the idea of doing that. But I, 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 I know uh, you know how we're supposed to like when we get a new subscriber, we're supposed to immediately make a file. Uh huh. You know how that happens about like one in every three times. Uh huh. It's like that. <laughs> It's just like that. So what, what, what Dave is actually but saying I am, is I am you've very hired good at making the files. I'm just saying. I'm doing that. I'm saying both of you should get a little Grail diary and just keep it on you yeah. and write down whatever crazy notes. I um, that that sounds actively unfun to me. <laughs> um, that sounds like work. You hand Dave the Grail diary to fill out. Yes. And just throws it in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, no but, flaps. Um, 
Uh, but I like I, this. What if I were to present it to you as uh, you roll a d20 and that it, whatever your favorite is, you write that down. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I got to find whatever works for your yeah, particular no, no, randomized thing. Yes. Um, but uh, but no, I, th- I think the uh, the upcoming stuff will be fun, and um, of course, there's lots of. We don't know whether projects could get canceled. Some things yeah. might not come out, but uh, but I think these are this. I had fun going through here. I, I like the off the cuff lists. Uh, um, uh, that's that's more my speed anyway. Uh-huh. You know, Randy, if you if you need to uh, show off what a list maker you are, though, uh-huh. post your list to the store. I, I think might, people would like to I see it. I well, we're say- definitely we're gonna make a display of our best of stuff. So. Yeah. I will say, though, I did do a deep dive of, like, various, like, things last night, because I was like, what's coming out in 2024? So, I looked at board games, which I don't normally this do. This is harder to do. Yeah? It's harder to do than best of, because best of are things that happen. It's true. This is trying to prognosticate the future, Nick. And what if these are bad? It's, it's true. exciting. But... I like this ship. It's exciting. <laughs> All right. Uh, last new games of the week uh, for, for New Year. Uh, we got a couple last things right before the, the New Year came. We got Forbidden Jungle in. Uh, this is the fourth in the series of the Forbidden Island Forbidden uh, Desert. Desert series yeah uh, was, really good games the from one? the I know it's from the fourth. It's Forbidden Sky Forbidden Sky from the creators of Pandemic or at least one of the creators I believe it is um, yeah. and uh, they, these are very very good games I feel like they come in these nice little tins most of them do yeah. and it? they look like I believe they're slightly more, a little more more all ages than, than Pandemic so Not a little this more approachable one. Wasn't the um, deal with this one is that you're in an alien jungle? So you are you are you are crash landed on an alien planet, which is a jungle, and there are little aliens that have the spin webs and stuff that are coming after you. Ooh. So you, you have to like eliminate the webs, not be in the you know, not be in the same place with the when the aliens turn from little eggs to little baby aliens to big giant aliens that will bite you oh. and poison you, and uh, and then they're also there's a cool thing where you're you're trying to discover these gems underneath that will let you move. You can move. You can actually move the the so little, sort of forbidden desert around. style. You're kind of moving the. But no, you are actually moving the map. Oh, you, you you find little places that you like. You turn flip levers, and then you can move stuff around the map. You also are allowed to destroy areas of the map. Oh, but you could if you're, like you're, cool. if you're careless. You could destroy an area that you need. Uh, like I, because you're trying to get to the aliens, well, you like you, destroy an area. Do you just auto lose them. You can auto lose that way. Yeah. Oh. You so, know, um, uh, pandemic and, and these these games, uh, they all use a similar mechanic where there are uh, usually from a, the, the cards of bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a certain point, you uh, take the the already used cards that are that are out there, and often you'll reshuffle those cards. But it means that the something bad or like an area that was already had a problem is it's likely to recur. Yeah. That's how the whole the main thing behind how the viruses evolve in pandemic. But I remember they also use that to f- make things sink in Forbidden uh, Island. Yeah, and it sounds like they may use something like that for the way the aliens not, evolve. Not in this. quite. They, okay. they, it's, it, there are cards that come up when the aliens grow and that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of excited because what you're explaining sounds like an evolution of what they've done before. It is. It is actually this is the hardest version of these I've played. They are definitely doing the. Uh, if you've played, if you found Forbidden Island too easy, or Forbidden, or you've desert, mastered it, then then this is going to give you new challenges. That sounds cool. I like all the Forbidden games. I yep. really was a fan of uh, Forbidden Desert. Yep. I liked finding the flying f- pieces of the flying machine and putting it. And together. I liked how the dunes cool. cascaded around. Yeah, that was a little fun yeah, mechanic. Is, it is. It is not just a reskin. Like much as we all love Horrified, Horrified tends to be kind of a reskinning of what went yeah. before. This is definitely a new game. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, we got the Final Girl Krampus box, which yes. is, you know, Final Girl nice. is a solo R- solo uh, horror board game. RPG uh, board game. Or uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking RPG as well, but board yes. game. Yes. Um, basically, the, the core set uh, is gives you all the components, and then you can buy essentially things like cartridges for your 
for right. your, uh, your your horror your, your uh, <laughs> and this is a this is Krampus. It is it is a uh, you're you're being hunted by Krampus, which sounds awesome. That's yep. good. Um, we got a game called Jin, which is a D J I N N, right? Like the Middle Eastern demon. And I looked this up and I've forgotten it already, but it the is spirit. something about uh, you're trying to. Uh, make the best wishes. Make the best wishes or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a game called 20 Strong, which is a new uh, solo dice building game. Right. It's really good. Yeah. And we got a game called Curiae the Duel. This is a game uh, from um, the same people that make Flamecraft. Oh, publisher. okay. Uh, this is a real portable, little two-player game. Very simple. You are each samurai. You are trying to like decide whether you, whether you block or strike, like mid, oh. high, low. Yeah. So it's and, just and samurai dueling. It's game. sort of a samurai dueling game. That sounds fun. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Flamecraft, that came back in. Yes, we did it. We yes. got it. We got some nice a, a nice number on that. It had been out for some weeks prior to that, and uh, that game does very well for us. Oh, so also, if, if you're, you're looking for it, we got it. We also got Cosmoctopus back in. Yes, also the same publisher. Uh, both of those were really. Great games, Cosmoctopus. I think one of my top might have been my top favorite game in twenty twenty three. Also fun to say. Also fun to say. And if you uh, have ever wanted any of Dominion, we have it all. We now. got all of Dominion. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Foam Brain. We we just have you know Foam Brain does our dice and our pins. Yes, they do uh, the ones that have our logo dice. and stuff. Yeah. Um, they have a new thing. They have made charms, little uh, little fantasy themed charms for for charm bracelets or earrings. Charm bracelets or earrings, and yep. you can get the, we have the base earrings and bracelets. But you can also put on any charm bracelet earring you have. Yep, and you can just add them. They're they're, little, uh, they're like, gamer specific charms. Gamer specific. There's d20s. There's various dice. There's there's a mimic fireball. Mimic, mimic. There's a fireball. Yeah, like you're probably going to be able to find Crowns. something like for your character or for a thematic that what you was like. That? Pumpkin teapot. Pumpkin, Pumpkin that teapot. That was the weird one. I didn't know what it was, but like a lot of them, I felt like it was like you know a boner or a ranger or like some specific. That feels like ability. a Halloween, Halloween Alice in Wonderland yeah. kind like of Halloween. thing. Yes. Well, but that's not a gamer thing. <laughs> I cast it out. It could be. You're just playing in the wrong game. I cast it out. I, I will play. If you can find me the tea, the pumpkin tea game, I'm in. I bet it's in our <laughs> RPG section. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's talk about comics for the week, for the first week of January. Yeah. And we're going to start with, there's a boom book called Pine and Merrimack. Yep. Like two people's last names. Yep. Except it's but not. But it's not. It's not? Nope. No. It's it? actually the name of Streets. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, so this is a detective comic. Written by Kyle Stark, so you might know from... I Hate This Place? Marvel Unleashed, I Hate This Place. Um, this is a definite riff on sort of 80s action a little bit, but yeah. also sort of noir. It is a husband and wife team. She is the detective. He is an ex-military big old bruiser, think Jack Reacher type. Yeah. Um, they own a detective agency on the corner of Pine and Merrimack Streets. They, uh, they She used to be a... a, a Police detective. She finds out she hates dealing with murders. So now, mostly infidelity, insurance fraud. However, a case crosses their desk involving a missing person, and she gets personally involved. And that is where this goes from there. Really nice art on this. It is the the pitch that they had, and you can tell me if this is accurate. But the way it was described in the solicit when I made the sign for it was that they these kind of big city detectives moved to a small town looking for a bit of a more quiet, uh, like small detective life. Uh, and then some weird stuff is up. Yeah. Sort of. Do they in fact move in this one? No. I mean, they talk. It, they it's talk, in the first couple of pages. It's not the, them moving is not a big part of it. Oh, interesting. It's basically just about it's, getting into these characters. The, the writing style is a little larger than life. Yeah. It's, it's very kind of like noirish tropes. The, the, uh, the selling point is that the wife and the, and the husband have a pretty good rapport. They're pretty funny. Yeah. If you like, say, moonlighting. Yeah. I was weirdly, say. I would say if you like moonlighting or Reacher. 
Yeah. Both of these. <laughs> yeah. If you smash those, those two properties the, together, the, the, you're gonna get you're gonna get this. Although they they don't bicker like Moonlighting. They're a very loving couple. Right. I think I, I I'm coming around to really enjoying Moon Kyle Starks' writing style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his books are fun. Yeah, I'm digging it. Um, we've got Vengeance of the Moon Knight, which is the new number one from uh, Jed McKay, relaunching his Moon Knight book without but, a Moon Knight. But it is a continuation of his. It is Moon absolutely a continuation of his Moon Knight. Uh, in the in issue thirty, spoilers: Moon Knight died. Um, but however, I did feel like because I haven't read much much of that Moon Knight series, but and I read this one, I feel like it catches you up on everything you need to know for sure. Uh, so what what you really need to know is that he he runs a thing called the Midnight Mission. Yep, and uh, his his supporters, his people who helped him on this, are a nineteen uh, year old vampire Reese um, Reese Tigra uh, from former Avenger Tigra. Yep, uh, and a, a former uh, military former Hydra mercenary named Soldier. Uh, as well as the former villain Eight Ball, yep, and uh, and his and another uh, de- devotee of Kanshu. yeah. Um, I for now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Hunter Hunter's Moon. Hunter's, Hunter's Moon. Moon. Yeah. Uh, so there's plenty cool. of like power and yeah. and skill to go around, and they're continuing the mission, the Midnight Mission. Uh, but there is a moon, new Moon Knight, and there's a mystery that shows up in the last final pages. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've been liking Moon Knight, definitely still the same book. If you've not tried it. This is a good jumping on point for it. I actually really... It's one of my favorite books. Are all the trades for uh, McKay's Moon Knights available? Are available. I, I think there may not be the last one in trade just yet. Okay. Well, that would make sense since yeah, it just finished up. Finished. But, but if you read this, you like it, and you want to kind of know where it starts... volumes available on the fifth one. Check comes. them out. I was, we were just talking about it with our customer, Kevin Neff, uh-huh. earlier, and... He was saying that just that this run had been one that grabbed him as we were telling him about the yeah, new issue yeah. that hits tomorrow. Um, and uh, yeah, always happy to hear Jed McKay's Moon Knight is one of those properties that tends to get some pretty good runs, uh, sort of yeah, like Daredevil. It's true, it's yep. true. Yep. yeah. And they and because there is, I mean, for better or worse, the character is sometimes reinterpreted differently each time. Yeah. Yep. But that does make for some kind of good distinctive runs. Um, this is the run that in a lot of ways tried to bring all the visions together yep. and surprisingly successful. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. No. Um, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099. This is a weekly book um, that is going to be introducing a bunch of different characters that we haven't new, seen in 2099. New 2099 before. characters. So Blade 2099, uh, Moon Knight 2099 is coming up. Yep. Zombie 2099. Like the yeah, like the Marvel zombie. The Marvel zombie. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, am I correct that it's roughly there's like a weekly miniseries and each issue will kind of team them up with somebody new? Correct. Yes. But it is one big story. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, I see a Werewolf by Night 2099, maybe a, maybe a Man Thing 2099. How about... Uh, it is all on the supernatural side of things. There's So there's not going to be any Ravage 2099. Yeah, that's where I'm trying to get to. I don't think any Ravage 2099. Why is Marvel not doing anything with Ravage? You know what I think? I think we all know why Marvel's not doing anything with Ravage. They're, they're, they're using... Listen, if you gave Warren Ellis Ravage 2099... <laughs> uh-huh. He they're using eight ball in Moon Knight. Eight ball's true. not a character that's true. like greatly loved. Eight ball twenty ninety nine. Stanley's dystopian <laughs> eco hero, garbage man. Garbage he was a garbage man. man. Yes, turn Punisher. Man. Actually, I wasn't he an executive who drove a he garbage was. truck. He was an executive no, who got he, he, he was thrown out of a building. Thrown out of a building and became he became ravaged and he found a garbage. <laughs> he found a garbage truck and that became a garbage man. and later became a beast man. Oh, yes, that's right. I yes. forgot about that. They decided that. that Garbage Man wasn't cool enough, so he'd be a beast man with a garbage truck. Yep. I mean, sure. I mean, that's where I want to be in, you know, in the next ten years. I know it's not easy well, to get Well, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, they're making this up. We are not making this up. Yeah. 
uh, was... Go back and read any comic from the 90s. We're not making this up. Ravage 2099. <laughs> yep, just Google Ravage 2099. You'll actually see a cover or two from Mike Mignola, I think, yeah. which is pretty yeah. cool. And then you might see some stuff that's less cool. I don't yeah. remember who the, the series artist was. Not Pat Olaf, no. No, I don't remember. I don't remember I have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, we need to... The people need to know. Yeah, sure. I, I mean... All right, let's, uh, let's talk about another uh, number right. one of some sort. So... Fall of the House of X. This has been going on for a little while, but this is the official Fall of the House of X number one. Uh, this is, is this is, this will end the era with it. You know, I, I believe it, it's a storyline that I think runs like six months, but yep. it will end the Krakoa era. Yep. Cyclops is on trial for crimes against humanity. The X Men are going to rescue him. Yeah. Um, I believe like kind of all of mutant kind is reeling and have been like kind of yeah. scapegoated in a. Uh, what, was it stuff that Sinister set up, or was it a podcast? Yeah, it's like Sinister and a couple of other like, like I know Orcus, like, yeah, like everyone is involved, but um, but yeah, the, basically X Men are uh, at their uh, it's, it's, they're in their darkest days, and you know it's kind of do or die time for the them. artist yeah. was Paul Ryan. They are Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Wow, yes. I don't even know who that is. He's the guy who drew Ravage twenty nine. that's what he puts uh, on his. This, this is sort of kicking off the final final act of uh, Krakoa, which is going. They're going to do a big X Men relaunch in uh, midsummer. So. Yep. Yes, but also if you want to see Cyclops in the Old West, weirdly, you can also get that in this issue. True, it's true. Um, this is uh, the, a book called Kid Venom. That is a. Uh, 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 Kid Venom Origins introduces a what a samurai era Venom character. It is. This is a weird thing because it seems like I believe they the, the, the little afterward or forward to it. The guy explains this was something done originally whipped up like years ago, starting in like twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen or yeah. something like that. But it is like I think one particular manga artist's kind of little tryout passion project, right? And it's kind of fun. It's like a, a dude, a, a like a teenager. In samurai in a samurai era, you know, a little bit like what Peach Momoko's been doing, mm-hmm. uh, but he has like a uh, his own Venom symbiote, and he fights with Oni and protects people, and it's it's one guy's particular vision of it. It's uh, I kind of liked it. It's three sort of little vignette stories. It's not the monster Venom. Uh, this is kind of a more adventurous samurai era Venom. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like the guy's art, and uh, I thought the stories were kind of fun. Uh, we have Marvel Meow, <laughs> which is a series of, of small short stories Speaking. by Now Fuji is, is the name. Yep, speaking yep. of manga artists, you know, we've yep. talked about all the different cat manga that come out over yep. the years. Yep. And that manga artists do seem to really be the best at capturing cats. So here's another case of it. Uh, these, are, these, are real, these are really pretty. I really like this art style. It's, it's uh, Marvel characters interacting with cats in little vignettes. It's little, like three or four pages. Uh, there's a dramatis persona in the yes. inside that explains who the various cats are. I like how right, you'll find out, like, oh, those are black cats' cats, or Winter Soldier has a cat, apparently. Or Mr. Like Sister has a cat called Psycat who wears a Cyclops visor. Yes. Oh, no. I like that all the, the heroes uh, have animals. They should. Should they? I mean, yes. in an expanded universe of goofiness, okay. yes. Most, um, a lot of individuals out there have pets. I feel like I feel like superheroes could have pets too. I feel like one bad day from Winter Soldier, and he just breaks the neck of whatever animal he's got. Yeah, what he's if, not uh, what written free, by Tom King, Dave. What if Free Goblin <laughs> breaks into your house and uh, and pumpkin bombs your cat? Well, then you break into Green Goblin's house and pumpkin, pumpkin bomb his cat. And you cat his face. <laughs> you, you pumpkin bomb his cat. That's what you do. <laughs> or maybe he has a lizard. Green Gobbo cat. By the way, this did have <laughs> guest appearances from like some other Marvel animals so that you saw like... 
Fintang Foom, Foom, Thory. Um, who's the the land shark? Jeff. Jeff. Land shark. Land shark's in there. Yep. Um, probably Lockheed somewhere. This reminds me a lot of like what Guri Huru yeah, would do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's cute. It's fun. I yep. think uh, if any of that and, sounds. And good. if you have a if you have a cat fan in your life or you're a cat fan uh, as well as Marvel. Uh, you have to just flirting yourself on down. Dave here. and I were discussing that all manga artists draw cats really, really well. Yes, <laughs> it's a thing. It's the first thing you learn when you go to manga school. Yes, that's right. First day, cat. Cat. Second day, uh, gross tentacle monsters. And, and some people never get past the Third cats. Third day, flurkins, which is a cat and a gross tentacle monster. They're stuck on. Well, it. I mean, uh, what well, Junji Ito They're certainly just, learned. Flurkins are just hentai cats. Flurkins are just hentai cats. <laughs> Jinjiro went in reverse order. I think he did all the horror stuff, and then he went to cats. Yeah, weird. He he, he did have a weird trajectory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we also have uh, Beware the Planet of the Apes number one, which is a prequel to the original film. Yes, uh, which and is you've been you've been did you, your letters must have gotten to Marvel. <laughs> yes, my. Uh, you know what's funny is like I am a uh, more of a fan of those than the more recent ones. Although I also like the recent ones. Yeah, but. Um, uh, I like the weird old 60s ones with their combination of sort of uh, heavy-handed messaging and occasionally really weird dark turns, like, oh, we accidentally blew up the whole planet. Right. Or uh, we traveled back in time to the... Some apes travel back in time to the 60s to try and stop the plague that starts all of these events, and they fail. And, like, things like that. This book <laughs> like, opens kind of in an interesting way, though. Well, are you talking about the thing that they use where they're yeah. using an old a Marvel comic from, like, the 70s? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it actually... You don't excerpts, normally see that. Uh, I, I think because uh, there's there's some overlap in, in time and stuff with some of the, uh, uh, like, the Marvel Apes comics of the 70s. Yeah. Uh, Planet of the Apes comics when they had the license originally. Um, most of this comic is drawn, you know, in a, in a modern style. It's very cool looking. Who is the artist? It's something Lopez. Is that... Uh, yes. Uh, it's gorgeous artwork. I'm just he does like Alvar- Al- Alvaro okay. Lopez. Just, he's a really and good Mark handle on Guggenheim all writes. Stuff. But yes, yeah, so this is before basically the Charlton Heston character from the original Planet of the Apes gets there through his weird time loop and all that stuff. And so it's following uh, the uh, Cornelius and Zira, sort mm-hmm. of the hero scientist apes, as well as Doctor Zayas, the kind of. I guess almost demagogue like yeah. sort of dude as they uh, they're living their life and they're um, awesome. Nova the the girl from uh, yep. who's who's kind of the more animalistic human of the era uh, shows up in it and there's there's a mystery involving what the nephew it's it's the yeah. disappearance Lucius of the, the nephew like of Lu- Cornelius yeah, Lu- I think I think Lucius is what yeah Lucius is his name uh, anyway like. This is kind of a specific thing, but, like, there are a lot of people who have some fondness for Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And if you've been like, uh, all these comics are about the new ones, well, finally, here's one about the classic apes. I'm also a sucker for maps, and there's a cool map in here. That it's, got the, it's got the Statue of Liberty. It does. It's got the Forbidden Zone. Yep. It has the Forbidden Zone. It's got... Does the, it tell you where Two-Face's territory is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, you're thinking uh, Batman No Man's Land. Are you sure? Yes, or Spider-Man Gang War. Oh, Okay. <laughs> uh, if we can no. find out what area the rose controls, <laughs> this is a really fun first issue. Though. Yeah, I, 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 it. I liked it. I think it's pretty approachable. Okay, um, and then from DC, we've got Neil before Zod number one, little mini series about Zod's rulership over his own world of somewhere. I haven't read it yet, but I know that like uh, you know that dude's always trying to take over Earth and stuff, and he must have taken over someplace else, and he's like. Does, it, does Zod mine. ever just take a day off? He's always like he's con- angry. Con- he's 
Angry Conqueror Man every yeah. day of the week. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't do that. Doesn't he's, he get tired? No, he's got that weird Elon Musk Frico energy. <laughs> um, Man. Yeah, I'm sorry to say he does. <laughs> anyway, we he also has a kid now. We know that he has that his. They are going to a little ways down the road. Uh, who who did the original Super Sons? It was uh, Peter Tomasi. Peter Tomasi, yeah, Peter yes. Tomasi. <laughs> uh, yeah, Peter Tomasi did the uh, comic like you know eight years ago, ten years ago, whatever yep. it was that had Superman's young son uh, before he got aged John a little and bit. Damien. John and uh, and then Damien from Batman. And they're going to do a super villain version of that with the son of Sinestro and the son of Zod, who is either making his first appearance here, or this is like early, you know, maybe he's glimpsed in other Superman comics, yeah. I don't know. Um, but this is clearly some of his early appearances. You'll see he does not have a great relationship with his father. No. There is violence between them that's, you know, I'm going to say it's not a healthy relationship either. No. It's somewhere in between. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but... If you are looking forward to, I think that people have been kind of hyped for that. Uh, I've kind of buzzing a little bit about that Tomasi thing. Um, the uh, what do they call it? Sinister Sons or something like that? Yeah, Sinister Sons. That's um, pretty good. Um, I like uh, they, so, so Sinister has a, a, a son. Yeah. So a daughter, a daughter and a son. Yeah, I guess. But so. his daughter's like old. She's like twenty. And she's part of the Green Lantern. Not old. Car. She's, like, <laughs> she's not a kid. So like, all right, Leonardo DiCaprio. She's old. She's not a little baby. She's past dateable. <laughs> oh, no. Clearly. Oh, God. What are you telling me? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is. So do you just scare? So Zod is very kind of angry to his kids. Yes. Is Sinestro just scare the crap out of him all the time? I don't know. Like they <laughs> played him as an anti-hero before, yeah. Uh, but um, he, he's that's scary. He's a scary dude. He is, and sometimes is a space Hitler. Um, <laughs> that's true. Anyway, I. Um, uh, but yes, I believe there's two reasons to possibly read this comic. One is to see Zod kick ass and be a, a brutal ruler, and the other is to get a little preview of what his son is like when he presumed possibly. I don't know, rebels against him or whatever, and goes off to hang out with Sinestro's son. Yeah. This also has some great artwork in it, I have to say. This is Yeah, you were mentioning that earlier. It kind of looks like uh, Danny Warren Johnson a little bit. Yeah. Uh, just got a nice sense of character and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, cool. last, last thing, this actually came out a few weeks ago. We just got it. Um, Bill Watterson of Calvin and Hobbes fame. He's not uh, drawing again, but no. he's he he wrote this he book wrote that's this kind book of like a artist called the Mysteries, kind of a dark little fable. Yeah, um, uh, people have been asking about it, so we went and got it. It is a sort of a, yeah, like like a storytelling storybook. Um, yeah, yeah, it has the feel of like you know a nicely a, illustrated a kids book. Yeah. But it is billed as like a fable for grown-ups or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yes, if you like to glimpse and see what is Bill Watterson, what you, what have you been up to now? Uh, decades past Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, that's what he's been up to. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk about what we're looking forward to in twenty twenty four. All right, this is the brainchild of one Nicholas J. Budd. Hey. That's not your middle name. No, that's not your middle name. No, it, it is. Bud. Nicholas Jotunheim. Jotunheim Budd. Yeah. Sure, I'll, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, I is, do uh, love the cold. Uh, this is uh, this is his idea. Uh, so if it goes horribly wrong, it's all Nick's fault. Yeah, it's my fault. I think but, it's going to um, go horribly right. I, it's going to go horribly right. I think it's a fun idea. Yeah. So we are looking forward to 2024. 
Um, we really only have about three or four months of knowledge here. Like they, we don't know what's going to be coming out. No. Netflix will, will always like drop things like a week after they announce it. So it's like the, they're big things that it, are uh, that we know are coming for like movies. And don't TV hold and us stuff. to this. In other words, if we mention something and it turns out it gets bumped to twenty, or do hold them, just come and punch Randy if we're wrong. Come punch <laughs> Dave. No, d- punch Johnny Jotunheim. Yeah, get Over Johnny Jotunheim. <laughs> Um, but so where the categories are going to be comics, games, board games and RPGs. Yep. Uh, TV and movies. Yep. Yes. Um, we didn't get around to video games. Uh, we're we're too casual on that to yeah, to, yeah. to throw in the video games. But look, there's going to be another Zelda. There's going to be another well, Skyrim. There's going to be another. Dave and you, I you are know su- the deal. Dave and I are like a system behind. So yeah, yeah, that's true. I that's uh, true. I already played my games. I was looking. Yeah, just to play Baldur's Gate. Joe. Baldur's Gate three. <laughs> And Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 2. Apparently That's, Baldur's Gate is so you good that another game in, you're done with games for a while. Yeah, I've been playing Baldur's Gate all year. You won't play another game until Spider-Man 3, which that is, is inevitable in like 10 years now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so I'm going to kick off things here. Cool. I'm going to start with a TV show that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Looking forward to and also a little nervous about, and that is Netflix's live-action Avatar The Last Airbender. This was not on my list, but it's, I considered it. It is on my it. list. It is due February 22nd. Yep. Uh, the... The, the the things going for it, the One Piece live action was really good. It From was. what I hear, the Yu Yu Hakusho live action is I've heard the same thing. Um, and the uh, the original creators were involved with it. Yep. Uh, and the promo pictures we've seen are spectacular. I thought the trailer they was solid. Great, and the trailer was good. But we have yet to see like an extended scene. Correct. Sort of. The negatives, we haven't seen an extended scene. The original creators left over creative differences. Yep. Right. And uh, and live action to anime, while there have been some good ones lately, is a perilous thing. Yes. And live action to uh, from animation, in particular with Avatar, has been rough. I want to ask a question about this. Yep. Will you be disappointed? And maybe this is why the original creators left is that they that Netflix sort of want to do a kind of not shot for shot, but a very like the same story. I hope it is different. I think that's why they left. I think. Oh, you think they would? I think they left because they, that would they, be they, my guess too. They probably are like, you know, if we, in hindsight, look at this. There's some things we can connect up early on. We can do. We we can make some changes here and there. Yep. We can start. I mean, although, like, it's in some ways it's hard to imagine because the balance in Avatar was so good. But here's the thing. If you're doing a new version of something, there is no reason just to change mediums. Right. I don't. I, I would not want it to. So uh, let me. I, I'm going to throw in one of my TV votes here because okay. it's adjacent to it. Okay. Which is just to say, I'm incredibly excited. This is the thing I'm most excited for for One Piece season two. Is it going to hit this year? No. no. Certainly, it's going to be. It'll be 2020. Do we think? Are we Probably. sure? I mean, depending on how They're, fast they 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 basically production, ever, all production was shut down. I think I think the odds are about June to December we're going to get real sporadic. It's possible, and but, but I do know that the 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 people running One Piece they got they, on the ball. They like, said they had all the scripts written that they were ready to go as soon as they got the go ahead. So maybe so well, it might so, be late. Okay, well, as a possibility, um, certainly it's the thing I'm most excited for because I love the first season. But the re- other reason I wanted to bring it up in context to what you were talking about, Randy, yeah. was that. Um, they we know that they change stuff. Mm-hmm. They rearrange events. They yep. foreshadow yep. things that wouldn't happen, like in the anime, for they, many, many, many episodes or many, many, many I volumes. Think, in, the, in the later, until yep. later, yeah. Um, I know, just as a random example, who's the guy who's like the shark dude? Uh, shark guy. You know, shark guy. I don't know shark guy's name. <laughs> he, Bandit he had, shark man. I do. I, he had a cool name, and I can't remember. Yeah, right he. 
like I understand that his backstory was filled in later on, and he was early on just a straightforward villain with almost no bad yeah, backstory. Right, right. So they filled that in, and they went ahead and used it early. And in that's this. smart. So I kind of do hope that they're doing that in Last Airbender. It's just that Last Airbender did have the feeling of being particularly well planned. Yeah. So, um, although I know that they what or uh, thought they would get another season, yeah, and they didn't. So. Uh, anyway, um, so Nick, so I'm going to continue TV, and my TV is probably the weirdest of all of my picks because I kind of went a little strange with mm. some of them. So I'm going to start with the CBS show uh, called Elsbeth. Oh, I'm, that is on my list. Uh, this is I'm a so excited a spinoff for of The Good Wife and The Good Fight, featuring uh, oh, Elsbeth Tassioni, featuring their best character. Is best character. She's getting her own show. She's kind of a quirky lawyer. Yeah, she. She makes connections in very odd ways, she, but she's super charming. She she comes off like like a it's it's almost got that Columbo vibe. Yeah, she seems scattered and weird, and in fact, she is like she's very smart and she knows what's going on. I hope they bring her ex husband, played by Will Patton, back. Oh, yeah. uh, he was so good in it as well. Uh, this one I think airs third week of February. That is the very last week of February. Uh, plus. I'm super excited for this. It just, I love this character, and I'm so glad that they're bringing her she's, back. She's my favorite part of, uh, of that. And while we're on that topic, do you remember Kush Jumbo from uh, the, good, the Good Fight? Yes. That's the actress's name. Yes. Uh, she disappeared from The Good Fight fairly early. Uh, two seasons in? Two seasons in. It was two seasons. Uh, she is going to be in a new Apple Plus series starting this next week. Oh. Uh, with Peter Capaldi. Okay. Called Criminal Record. Oh. It looks like a, uh, a sort of a criminal investigation show. Okay. And that's on Apple Plus. And I'm, I'm not always into crime procedurals, but I like her. I like Capaldi. I'm curious to see yeah. where that goes. Uh, we could definitely chain off TV. One, one last thing before we get off TV, we'll probably go back to it. But yeah, who will? Cobra Kai final season is supposed to be this year. I'm yep. super excited to see that. I hope they finally bring in Hillary Swank. Well, they've already announced that they're doing a movie that has Jackie Chan and... Right, uh, but that's that's unrelated to Cobra Kai. Oh, really. is it not going to be... they, they got to tie it I all in, I don't think they right? are. I believe it's going to be its own thing. Well, I mean, wait, they already did a new Karate Kid like with... The Jackie Chan, but it's and they're going to tie that into the Karate Kid. Mythos. But like that, literally, they, is just like a reinvention. It wasn't part of the. It canon. was, but they're going to make it part. But of it the is canon, supposed to, which be, is kind of what Cobra Kai does. I mean, that's kind of fun if they pull. But it it's off. supposed to be Jackie Chan and Daniel. It is Jackie Chan and Daniel. I just yeah. like if you're going to have Daniel, why can't you just can just keep it the could, Cobra Kai stuff? It, and they may do it. It's, yeah. the same, it's the same writers, isn't it? I think so. So they they may reference Cobra Kai. Just go out with there. a big giant movie bang. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, let's jump over to movies real quick, actually. Well, uh, Dave, what do you got? For you, what? You've done a couple of things. I thought we were all just going. Go. Oh, okay. Dave, what do you, what do you got for movies? Anything? <laughs> um, sure. Uh, movies. Um, let's see. I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw out a few obvious ones here. These are like, like I, I, a lot of genre movies. Yeah. Uh, not all like insanely excited for, but I'd like to see Godzilla X-Kong. Yep. G-X-K is what they're calling it, I or always, however you pronounce it. I always remain, I'm looking forward to, but they've disappointed me every time. Even sure. Skull Island, which I, which, I, which I like, is not like what I wanted it to be. But, but because we're, we're in a Godzilla moment here, yep. yeah. and it's hard to not have a little Godzilla enthusiasm, yep. um, that, that makes it. Um, uh, Dune Part 2 is coming out. Yep. Super excited for that. And, um, you know... Uh, uh, let's throw in one unusual one here. This is a wild card. I believe the odds are it will suck. I know where you're going, I think. Twisters. Okay, <laughs> Twisters. Is, I think that's, I knew it was going to be on all of our list. But it's Glenn Powell, which I, I like Glenn Powell. 
Who's Glenn Powell? He's the guy from uh, the Maverick, the the okay. kind of cocky asshole. Okay. Uh, he's been in a couple other movies. It also has da- Daisy Edgar Jones, uh, who's a pretty good actress. So here's so. the weird thing: the director is Lee Isaac Chung, who has done a bunch of like well, artsy he, movies. Well, he right? did the big. His big one is Minari, that had uh, Stephen Young. Okay. Uh, and he also did the very controversial episode of The Mandalorian that focused on the. Uh, the weird scientist guy uh, was that okay. considered controversial? Like I know well, there was some backlash. Some it was like a little bit. It was kind of like, where did this come from? Why aren't we doing anything with the Mandalorian? I mean, I liked yeah. the episode, although, but I assumed it was setting something up, and I don't think we particularly saw the. Follow-through. I think it was just kind of a character piece, and I mean, you know, you know that Filoni is like, I'm going to pay this off in some episode, and of sure, and, or something. I, I thought it was a good episode. I, his involvement makes me interested even yeah. more. Uh, because maybe we'll get some characters. I hope Helen Hunt comes back and reprises the role. Too. I think she, I, I hope she's up for it. I'll tell you what. What gives me hope for this, which is weird, that they call it Twisters. Yeah, <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yes. They know this is ridiculous. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm excited for it. I hope it's good. So, um, I want to throw out a movie yeah. real quick. Yeah, uh, and this one I, I'm curious. So after Parasite, I was wondering what Bong Joon Ho was going to mm-hmm. do. On yeah, my list. and this is Mickey Seventeen. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Robert Pattinson, Tony Collett, Mark Ruffalo. Sort of sci-fi. It's based on Something a novel about clones. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a. Uh, I honestly you're, didn't. You're a disposable employee, and when you die on this ice planet, they regenerate you. Oh, interesting. I was kind of like, I didn't want to look too far into it because at this point, Bong Joon Ho can just do whatever he wants, and I'll find some. Entertainment in it. Uh, everything he's made, I think I've enjoyed to some degree. Even the, the weird Akcha, right? Well, I've not, and I've not seen most of them. Oh, they're they're really I've good. Seen even Parasite, his, obviously. even his wasn't his first one like kind of a one called another. Oh, uh, which is like a, one of his very original okay. short films. Oh, okay. so it was really good. Yeah, host was that. really. Good. I loved host. host is good. I like I like the host. Okay. Um, but the thing is, I saw that like when it first came out, like what fifteen years ago or something. Like and that. I watched it very recently. And, and I don't think I kind of knew what his thematics were. No, so I may not have watched it with the eyes that I should. I have. think Parasite definitely kind of uh, catapulted him uh, in me wanting to sort of explore. Yeah. What his was other his? Uh, what was the sci-fi thing with the train that he did? Snowpiercer? Oh, a uh, Snowpiercer. That was kind of one of his yeah, that big was a budgety ones. It was good, but it had the same. It had thematics that resonate with all of his other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was on my list too. Uh, what's it called Mickey Seventeen? Yeah, Mickey Seventeen. Um, Based on a novel. There's there's one other. Um, there, there's a recent dish in the sense of like last ten years or so, maybe a little bit more. Uh, thing than this. Uh, am I giving away too much if I say that Moon had that as a thematic? Oh thing? yeah, no, I don't think so. No. Um, Moon's, Moon's long old. If people want, that's not spoiler. Anything. Yeah, I feel like it's ten years ago. But yeah. it's 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 not like. That was kind of a reveal in it, but yeah. it was not like a, a an in-depth dive like I suspect that uh, Bong Joon-ho will do on it. Uh, that was more of a like a kind of a weird suspense psychological thriller. Uh, but anyway, Moonza is good, though. So there are new movies this year from Ethan Cohen. Yep. Uh, I saw that. From um, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, Leigh Whannell has a new one. He's doing The Wolfman. Yep. Saw y'all, that. Know, y'all know I'm a big Leigh Whannell guy. He's yep. one of the Invisible Man. Uh, if he can do for Wolfman what he did with uh, Invisible Man, it's like a maybe he's going to do it as more of a uh, uh, family being terrorized by a predator. So maybe a home maybe invasion kind of thing. Just give him the their connected. Maybe uh, the Wolfman is about um, toxic masculinity, and that's the that's outer representation of it. Maybe they're going to give him and make him do all the Universal monsters, and there'll be new renditions. And I mean, team he up. actually rethought Invisible Man he in did. a way that, like, yep. a lot of times these things are just like. 
oh, uh, just a slight resketching of the character in the modern times. His was an actual rethink, so if he were to do that, that'd be cool. But in There's the shared also... universe, it would be uh, Elizabeth Moss as the Invisible Woman. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but also, you know, like, uh, it would be creepy to have, like, these guys teamed up. Like, what? I don't know what the werewolf is going to be, but, like, right. that guy was, like, a super creepy stalker predator yeah, oh, boyfriend. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. And uh, great premise for a movie. Uh, maybe don't want to see him recur- team up with anyone. That would be the worst. Well, yeah, that'd be well, terrible. Look. Um... <laughs> Also, Jordan Peele has a new movie coming out this year. That got removed uh, from the... Did I, it? I, I, I it's looked. Still, it's still on Letterboxd. Uh, it's called Untitled Jordan Peele Project. It was supposed to release Christmas <laughs> Day, and it was supposed to be a horror movie. Okay. Well, uh, from what I understand, it was just removed from their slate. That's uh, true. Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought, because like, I considered like it too. One piece, I believe we would all like, if this hits, we're right. all going to oh, be I would, I would love it. Uh, John Krasinski has a new movie coming out that's about imaginary... Uh, a girl with imaginary friends. Yes, she can see other people's imaginary friends. Yes, it stars uh, John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds. Interesting. Is, there, wait, is this different from the teddy bear imaginary? Yeah, this is, this is called If. If, yeah. Oh, weird. Um, and it's. I mean, there is also a Quiet Place movie coming out by somebody else. Uh, that one is on my list. Quiet Place Day. Do they call one. it Quiet Places? <laughs> so Quiet Places. <laughs> the, the reason for the new Quiet Place that it's not directed by Krasinski. I think he wrote part of it. Okay. But it's directed by Michael Sarnowski, who did the uh, Nicolas Cage, The Pig, which okay. I thought Pig was a fantastic movie. I've heard it's very good. Yeah. I need to see that. And it stars. I'd G- like to see a good. Nicholas Cage movie. And it stars Shimon Hansu and Lupita Nyong'o. Digimon uh, And Alex Wolf, the kid from Hereditary, the guy, okay. the, oh, the yeah, one yeah. who gets possessed. Who was also in Jumanji. That's right, he was in Jumanji. Yep. I forgot about that. Oh. Did you all know Transformers 1 is supposed to come out this year? I yep. saw that. I don't know what that is, It's though. the story of how a young Optimus Prime and Megatron went from being brothers in arms to sworn enemies. It's an animated film. Oh, it's animated? Yes. Oh, uh, I thought okay. it was going to be part of the... No, no, okay. it's an animated film. Oh, well, now I'm less interested in it. Well, I mean, that could still be <laughs> it's good. It's a good story, but, um... it, it has a good voice cast, too, and I can't remember who, uh, who does it, but uh, I, I looked at it. Uh... There's also I'm looking forward to Argyle by Matthew Vaughn that has that weird ass yeah. trailer. Right? It's this one is of the one that where, where there's a, a like a writer, the Stone, right? Yeah. But there's a writer who seems like she can somehow predict spy espionage stuff, and everybody like everybody wants her so that they can kind of get her to maybe write and manipulate the flow of things. Yep. There's a cat prominently featured yep. in it, which leads and there they and some big secret. I believe that cat is some kind of Schrodinger's cat. Probably that is like this is a split universe split. thing where she is actually like. What she writes in this universe, they found the alternate universe where but, it happens or something. Yeah. But Matthew Vaughn, I don't feel like has missed with no, many he's of his movies. Pretty good. Uh, and also Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill. Yep. Henry Cavill stars in one of my other movies, which is The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, which is Guy Ritchie's new movie oh. uh, about sort of a uh, group of. Uh, like SAS kind of like well that was like a real thing it was a real thing is this a dramatization I believe it is Guy Ritchieization of right uh, right so it's going to be a little crazy and manic truly true history but but it'll be at least rooted but it has like Henry Cavill Henry Golden Alan Richson our Reacher man yeah Uh, so it's going to be action packed it'll be fun uh, Richie seems to be on kind of an upswing with his movies again. I've See, really enjoyed The Covenant. You like The Covenant? I thought The Covenant was really, really Richie good. Richie has a couple different speeds. He, was he does. The, the Covenant is more of in his, like, just action. action movie. And I don't like his action movie speed as much. Uh, I, I like his wackier. I like The, the Gentleman. I like Snap. Yeah. So I, I hope this is more in that. I feel like that, that that's where it's going to be. 
uh, just based on that. And I, I love Henry Cavill. I think he's just great. So uh, I'll watch most of his. I, I feel think, like the rest I can knock out is like, did you have any more movies you want to I, mention? Well, did we, I, so like, there's still some TV stuff, too. Do we want to jump to another genre? Well, I'm going to real quick knock out just movies. I just want to mention a bunch of sequels that are coming out this year. That I'm okay. And then I have one la- one more movie. So, uh, Furiosa, okay. the, the Mad Max. Yep. Beetlejuice 2. Yep. New Planet of the Apes. Inside Out 2. Uh, Ghostbusters yep. has the new movie coming out. Um, there's a new Aliens that looks interesting. And, of course, the Karate Kid, which we mentioned. What's the new Aliens? Uh, the one Romulus. that's called Romulus. It's not interesting. I don't remember. But that's the, not the TV show thing. No. It's and from... Then, I forget the director. He's somebody, he's somebody who's done some stuff. The, old, the only other thing, John M. Chu is doing Wicked. Right. And I'm very excited and about that's that. That's the first part of yeah. Wicked. And that's all my movie stuff. Am, my I, movie am I the only person who has seen Wicked uh, as a theatrical yeah, production? Never seen it. Nick, have you seen it? I have not. It's good. I've heard. Yeah. I think I have to. I think I, Kayla and I may. It's coming back to it's Austin. It's going to be March, right? Uh, I think we have tickets to that now okay. that you mention it. Yeah. Uh, the only other movie I've got on my list uh, is a, a DC animation of all things. Okay. I know what it is. Uh, and this is oh, Aztec well. Batman Clash of the Empires. Yeah, that looks like look fun. I, I, I saw like the, different names. One called Aztec Batman and one said Batman Azteca. Azteca Shook de Imperios. Oh, which, that's like the, yeah. the, in the in the Aztec language. So the director of this has done episodes of Rick and Morty and Harley Quinn. Okay. Uh, but I feel like this is what Elseworlds does best is yeah, like kind of yeah. these other things and this is Batman and the Aztec Empire. What it if just, Batman made human sacrifices of Robin? Sure. <laughs> Uh, this just sounds fun, and on the art style that they showed. Is that the Aztecs, or is that the Mayans? I, I think know. that might be the Mayans, actually. But <laughs> all the animation looks great. Like the just the style of it is fantastic. I imagine visually this is going to be pretty splendid and have like feathered serpents but, and. Kept but I don't think I've been excited for a DC animation in forever. Yeah, uh, and I so and I'm I'm happy to have one. Yeah, uh, but that really did not close out TV. We're looking to close out the movies here. Yes, all right. We'll close down movies. I got a few more things. Okay, right. uh, just two more things actually. Uh, also animated. Uh, if if it hits this year, and I think it is, I didn't. I kind of forgot they were doing this. They're, apparently, they're doing a Watchmen animated adaptation. Sure, they are, huh? Uh, which I believe intends to be probably truer to it than Zack Snyder's. Yep. Maybe to try not to bro it up a little bit yep. as uh, he did. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how they... I, I have no idea what it's going to look like. All these Watchmen adaptations are fraught with peril, and really, probably only the HBO thing really had real spark of creativity yeah, behind it. Yeah. But, because this is one of the stories that is burned into my blood more than almost any other comic story, sure. I will watch this <laughs> without a doubt. Um, <laughs> i got to see what they include and what they don't. They've and do the pirate story, too. I think so. Uh, I, I'm almost certain they will have the squid. Yeah, um, they better. Uh, and lastly, although I am torn on it because I didn't like his last movie, I will be at least curious to hear about Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Oh, yeah. This was on my list, and that's it's like Christmas time is when this is yeah, coming so out. If it gets bumped, the perfect Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> Eggers is weird. I I think I've only so, liked The Witch. And, and did, did you not like um, the lighthouse? Was weird. It was weird. I, I, and I didn't. I don't put that in like like happy quotation marks. Did you or like anything. the Northman? I didn't watch the Northman after Dave was saying it was a little sucko. Oh, I thought you had seen it. No, have I, you seen it? No. I just I haven't seen any of these movies. I, I, Y'all this, should you should go and this, watch it. Next. Not, <sighs> press play on it. No wait, did he do the witch? 
Yes. I will never watch another one of his movies. <laughs> I hated The Witch. And I love The Witch, and that's why I keep going to really like... Randy wouldn't like The Lighthouse. I will I will hate all of his movies. Nosferatu 2, I, I know full well, like, you this might, guy makes good movies. You might like be... Northman because it's dumb and straightforward. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> it was, God, 15 years ago, Shadow of the Vampire, that has mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe with no. about the... I didn't like that one either. Oh, really? I liked that one. That was the that kind was... of Nosferatu. But it wasn't Eggers. No, no, no. no but I forget Willem Dafoe playing? Yeah, he was playing. He, but he played the actor Max Shrek, who played yes. Nosferatu, and the premise of that was that he was an actual vampire they found Correct. to make yes. the movie. Yes. Yeah. It was a fun premise. It was a good premise. I didn't like the movie itself. Yeah, maybe I'm actually I think, honest, I, I, think I heard it was a little bit of a... It was a great idea. ...mid kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, there we go. It's, it's, it's one of those... So I... Here, here's my, my thing with Eggers, is I was lukewarm on The Witch and kind of disliked it by the end, despite, but I kind of liked The Journey. I yeah. The journey's cool. I liked the idea of putting it in like that Middle English kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Like it really gives you this. There's there is atmosphere to spare in this yeah, movie. Yeah, hundred percent. What's funny is I like the ending and not the journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know what I kind of this is weird. The thing I kind of didn't like about the ending is that in in real real women were killed in the Salem yes, trial. Yes, yes. And yeah. so it was weird to me to like kind of seem like they were like. By the way, if if Anya Taylor Joy is that is your daughter, yeah. she's a witch. She's yeah. a witch. You don't have to guess <laughs> just, around. Just accept. She or elf. she's playing chess. She you already has elf eyes. Yeah, you don't have to see her talking to a, a possessed goat. No, no. she's just but a witch. It's fine. It felt weird to me to end it with the revelation, like, "Yep, she was a witch." Kind of. And and then she she clearly did witchy stuff, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like was it's that sort the of. Ending? I thought it was that it her coming to grips and... of like becoming a witch. I thought the, the yeah. whatever had possessed like the, the goat was and, yeah. basically Satan and I, causing all the craziness. I guess so. I guess so. But like in, in a weird way, it seems to suggest that yes, witches are real. People were probably right to fear them. You know, like I thought it was all witches living their best life. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what people seem to take away from it. But I don't always know why that would be the case. Again, real women died for this, and it's kind of like saying like. This is a horrible example, but what if, if you're like, well, what if the Jews secretly were werewolves or oh, something no. like that? I'm like, like Hitler was right. Well, if Robert oh, Eggers no. makes that movie, then we'll we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> but, then we'll re-examine his entire filmography. But, but uh, now I kind of want to rewatch The Witch and see if well, I feel differently about. Well, it. I, I kind of wanted to revisit it too, so I was I'll never revisit on that. The Lighthouse. Then I did like The Lighthouse. Um, but I don't know that that's exactly a, oh, I want to go back and rewatch that one. It's uh, weird. It's very uh, weird. <laughs> I didn't like The Northman because I actually thought it was actually weirdly too on the nose. I wanted it to be weird and ambiguous like The Lighthouse. kind of stri- more straightforward? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and so now I don't know what to think, uh, although it had some cool visuals and stuff. Um, but I will see what people are saying. Okay. okay. All right. Let's do some TV or should we do comics? No, we should do comics. Comic books. Okay. okay. So let's do comics. Now there, I'm going to steal one from all of you. This was hard to find. I'm going to steal one from all of you because it's just yep. Cobra Commander, Duke, Void Rivals, and Transformers yeah, all together. Right. No, on my list because it's already out. So. But, but Cobra Commander's not. Yeah. So, so uh, Cobra Commander's gr- uh, the first episode. Pause for just one second. Mm. This is the Energon universe. The Energon universe. Let's just go ahead and blanket say it because it's on mine too. And there's first issues and probably also the first trade paperbacks of some of the ones we've already been For reading. For sure, yeah. So so, so the Energon universe, Nick, if you want to walk us through so, it. So, Star with Void Rivals. Right, the the quiet lead-in, which is like a sci-fi story. Very enemy mine. That enemy mine, but but it like kind of, it, tra- it starts treading into Transformers territory. Does. It, is, it is Robert Kirkman's story of a, a couple of warring uh, empires. Right. Space, space-faring empires that turns out they have more in common than you'd think. Correct. And there's maybe a big secret that's the world the ruling classes know. Which yes. then trans- 
transform into Transformers. There was a transform in the very first issue. It's true. Uh, Danny Warren Johnson uh, right. is kicking Probably ass on this. the biggest breakout, of I would say, of yeah. them. We like lots of stuff, but that's... My favorite series of the year. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's no comparison. I'm looking forward to more of it. Right. Uh, uh, and we've that'll get the, its first collection. Yep. That'll get the first first collection. Cobra Duke. St- uh, we have issue one of it. We'll get <coughs> sometime in there. We'll get. Uh, I believe the first it is collection a six issue miniseries. If yep. I'm not I think mistaken, we're all looking forward to more of that. Yep. And then Cobra Commander. Uh, yep. Issue one hits at the end of this month. I believe we, we've right. all read it. Right. We've all read it. Right. We're going to uh, be we've liked it. about this. Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see more of that. Yep. And I think throughout the year we're going to get. I think three more. Or two more one sh- or mini series, I believe, is what they're doing, oh, really? and then launch. I didn't know much more yeah, I. That's what I've heard that they're doing two other GI Joe mini series, and, and then, then launching GI Joe. Okay, they're they're keeping things. Uh, you know, as far as like the overall thing goes, pretty small, like floating around three or four titles yeah. at a given yeah. time. And like, you if you're have... into this stuff, you don't have to read. No, you titles. don't have to read them all. But I will say, like, it's kind of cool. It is. I don't think I've been more excited for a comic series and a, co- a collection of comics no, this than is, this. This is some of the most exciting comics we've seen in a while. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. You know, like, it, it is an era that we all have nostalgia for to varying stripes. But also, like, I think that Robert Kirkman's behind the scenes is, like, kind of, this is sort of his editorial vision. Yeah. And he's, he's I think, directing a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to say, he's coming through. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, one of the things I am looking forward to this year are is Marvel finally getting like some <coughs> license rights, and they are doing giant omnibuses yeah. of uh, Micronauts, Rom, and Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. which They're is really all really cool. good stuff. Yeah, a series of uh, comics uh, of licensed tie-ins that, in those days, it, it, you know, there was plenty of licensed material, and I will even include stuff that I grew up with and liked, like the GI Joe cartoon. Yep, yep. Not really great, just kind of cool and different for a yeah. time but like when marvel like took on these toy properties they really put some work into mm-hmm. it and so like there's a reason like people don't look back at rom and micronauts and be like oh it was fine when i was a kid they look back at it and like oh that was one of the coolest comics marvel put out in the early 80s yeah and and also they tied them into the marvel universe for good or ill it, yep. it, it, there was it was good for them and it means that the, the x men met the micronauts the, cannot reprint the x men met rom yep now, and this is we do we presume this is going to be a fleeting Yeah, this is gonna come out and be gone. Like this this is they will not be in print for very long. Right. So you should take advantage if I, you want. I myself have not read much of Micronauts or ROM, but I'm interested. But Same. that Godzilla I own Godzilla and the Essential and it's great. I have read the the Essential one and I oh, love that, those. Mensch and Herb Trimp. Yep. yep. And I'm gonna buy that hardcover too, because I want it all in color and full <laughs> yeah. size. Um also, I, I don't know how likely this is because there's not just the same cachet around it. But I've heard so many good things about Shogun Warriors that I oh, wish really? they would do those too. Yeah, that one, that one, I don't have a lot of knowledge of. My older brother had a few issues, but I don't have to make an impression. But with all the interest of like kaiju and that kind of thing, it feels like a thing they could they could easily it, do. It does. It does. May not, there may not be well, any point to the Shogun Warriors. I think sometimes fought Godzilla ah, as giant robots and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. And, and and it may be that they have to have the both licenses at the same time if they're going to mess with it at all. Yeah. Um, Speaking of compendiums and stuff like that, there yeah. is one I wanted to mention. Uh, the Lobo Big Fragon Compendium. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, it is mo- 
pretty much all of the Lobo series. It's all Giffen stuff. All Giffen stuff bound together. I think it's like 1,200 pages for like 60, 70 bucks. Wow, that's great. Uh, it, it is a massive tome, and it's a lot of Lobo. And I'm kind of excited to read. I haven't read a lot that's of it. It's uh, Giffen and Simon Bisley. It's, yep, uh, it's the original, Bisley. The original stuff. Now, is, it, is it all the specials? It's This is not like including weird old stuff from like Justice League International. Probably not. This is all kind of like the specials in one. This is kind of when he became the fully developed... Uh, in many ways, a parody of an anti-hero, but who was also taken somewhat at face value sometimes yes. by people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like the big action of it. Sure. Um, Do you have any Dave, what comics? Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, two collections here. Okay. Uh, of stuff that is begun uh, or or completed, but but I'm looking forward to the collections thereof. One is the Batman Santa Claus thing. Yep. Is that what it was called? Yeah, Silent, Batman Silent Night. Silent Night. Yeah. Batman Santa Claus, uh, you know, I still haven't read the last issue because, well, when we ordered them, we had to order them all at once because it was a weekly book, and, and so, so it yeah. sold out quickly, and yeah. so I need to find a copy of issue four to read. I've seen, I've um, read the first two. Um, and But I really liked what I have read, and I am almost certain to buy the collection of this. The other one is, assuming this series wraps well, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees. Yeah. One of our breakout yeah. books of Oops. 2023. There's only been two issues so far. But this is the one that looks like uh, kind of like you know, like a Richard Scarry yeah. um, uh, children's book uh, about like a little t- a town populated with people, but the people are animal people, like kind of cutesy looking animal people, but very beautifully wa- beautiful watercolors. But, you know, with Dexter-like serial killing yeah. going on. As Patton Oswalt said, uh, at last, murder and forensics becomes adorable. Murder and what? <laughs> forensics. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no that that one that series is uh, every every issue that comes out I'm like give me that issue. Yeah, uh, uh, I want to mention a sequel. Well, it's not a sequel. It's a new series from the creators of an image book that we all really liked called oh. Stray Dogs. Yep. Uh, oh. They have a book called Feral coming out this year. Oh, I didn't see the this one. The premise of this is three indoor cats lost in the not so so great outdoors during a nightmarish rabies outbreak. Oh. So they have to rush to find their way home before they're eaten by the force full of rabid beasts on their tails. So it's kind of like a cat, zo- cat in a zombie apocalypse. Wait, so this is from the creator of Stray Dogs. Stray, Stray Dogs. Stray Dogs, right? So Stray Dogs. If you don't remember, this, this that makes the premise yes. makes more yeah. sense now. Yeah. Was a spooky book, but was drawn to look like like Disney dogs, like Hundred and One Dalmatians. Wasn't it drawn by Tony Fleeks? Tony Fleeks did a great job with it. And then it was they, they were they were maybe the dogs of a they've been taken to a serial killer. Right. Yes. The idea was like the serial killer. Every time he killed somebody, he'd take their dogs. The dogs because they're presented with this degree of realism, even though they're drawn in that yeah. cartoony style, they like don't have a lot of memory. They're just like, oh yeah, I used to have an owner, and then one day this guy showed up and he just walked out with me. Yeah. And uh, and they're like. They start piecing, it, it, they together, start piecing yeah. it together, and so it's a little dog investigation. Yeah, and um, uh, it is it is harrowing, even like though it is kind of cartoony as well. But like you know, it's not not everybody quite makes it out of that this, one. So this makes sense that they'd be doing something. One of, one of their uh, one of their their covers. One of the things they did in Stray Dogs was they covered did covers based on various yeah. horror movies. This one is a Dawn of the Dead. Oh, nice. Like, so. Uh, they basically they are, they are doing a zombie apocalypse story, but basically instead of the zombies, rabid, rabid, because it says don't get bit, don't get scratched, don't become feral. So yeah, they oh, they wow. have to get home with all these like zombie cats. I might have to forget oh, my uh, hatred of zombie things and read this because this sounds kind of fun. <laughs> Stray Dogs is really good. Yep. 
Um, so. I want to talk about distillery for a second because yeah. there's two entries coming up that I'm super excited mm-hmm. for. Quick reminder: who distillery, distillery is. is kind of the oversized uh, sub. Weren't they Substack or something? Or they're they're, they're, they're not Substack, people, but some people came from Substack. Substack. That's fell apart. But they're <laughs> but they're big name people. Yeah. Uh, yes. The first one I want to talk about is called Blood Brothers Mother, which is uh, Brian Azzarello and Edward Ru- Eduardo Rizzo, the Hundred Bullets, Hundred Bullets team. It's a western, uh, and all of that entails. It just looks cool. I know Rizzo's going to draw the hell out of this. Yeah, uh, beautiful. They work entirely well together. <laughs> it's kind of a cliche, but. Because there, there were also the spaghetti westerns of the '60s, but Italian artists draw the hell out of westerns. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. some of the, like even back in like the early yeah. days of like Jonah Hex comics. I remember like a lot of their best artists on that were like Italian artists, but also yeah. Spanish artists and stuff too. But it's and, uh, and Azzarello is a proven great yeah. artist. And then the other one is called White Boat, which is uh, an Eat the Rich meets Island of Doctor Moreau from Scott Snyder and Francesco Francavia. Oh, also nice. Uh, so uh, this that sounds really fun, yeah, uh, really intriguing and dark and kind of uh, twisted. I think it's like about giant like uh, uh, ships that are like turned into like party boats for the rich and uh-huh. things go awry. Uh, sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, and Francavia is just a great artist. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, Francavia, so- by the way, for people who might not remember him, aside from like having drawn, did he do some Daredevil stuff? But yeah. his kind of big thing for us, his breakout was Afterlife with Archie. Yeah, the mini series, Archie zombie miniseries that turned out to actually have some really good writing and, and yeah. be sh- shockingly good. And for me, Black Beetle. Yeah, yeah, his, right. Black his kind of his, his, the pulp, his pulp hero. Yeah, yeah, very much a shadow type. So I've, of character. I've got a trio of Spider Man that I'm looking forward to. This okay, show. one is Mike Mayhack has two more hardcovers coming out. He did um, right. The, he does the all ages Spider Man. He did um, the one that was the all the pets. Spider-Man Pet Sitting, yep. which we've got. The next ones he's doing is Quantum Quest, which is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And Cosmic, I might have flipped those. There's another one that is Fantastic Four. Okay, So it's cool. going to be... And Mayhack's a great artist, and he does fun stories. His art's so good. It's And it's an all-ages book. You even have a tattoo In fact, on... I do have two tattoos. <laughs> say, people, uh, Google his, his name and like, some superhero stuff or whatever. Yeah. It's uh, Mike uh, Mayhack. is spelled M-A-I-H-A-C-K. Uh, Google him real quick and just look at some of his cool artwork. Yeah. His, his or, or like go to his... Go to his site or his Instagram or whatever. His um, Supergirl and Batgirl stuff is fun. I'm a yeah. little wary on this one, but I'm hopeful. The new Ultimate Spider-Man that Jason Aaron and Mike Bagley are doing. I think it's Mark Bagley, right? Is it, it, or is he just doing covers? No, it's Hickman. Oh, it's Jonathan Hickman. You're right. It's Hickman. I, and, I mix uh, the two of those up. Yeah, it's Hickman. Okay. Uh, but uh, the interesting thing about this is it is going to be a Spider-Man who gets his powers when he's he's married, has kids, and is in his, like, 40s. This was on my list. It's actually coming out in, like, two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be soon. Uh, I'm, th- I'm not sure Hickman is a really hit and miss for me, mostly yeah. miss. But do, would you say that he did some good family stuff on the FF? On the FF, and, and he, he wrote a good Spider-Man there, so... I am hopeful. I, I like that Marvel, even though it's not the main universe, yeah. I like that they're finally allowing them to be a couple, to have yeah. kids. Yeah. It it works so well. It works so well in Spider-Man life story. Or is uh, he going to try and go be a spider, Spider-Man hero and they get killed instantly? Yeah, because it's not what sort of the inspiration <laughs> that Hickman took was from the Peter B. From Parker. Peter B. Parker, yeah. Uh, yeah. From Spider-Man. Yeah. If, they, if they kill off the, the Mary Jane and the kids, I will know that someone in Marvel tutorial hates <laughs> the idea of Spider-Man. Uh, I said that totally jokingly. I believe there's almost no chance that that is the thing. <laughs> you know, I, I would have said that before Zeb Wells was given Spider-Man, but now I'm not so sure. 
I don't think Hickman will do it. I think they do want to take inspiration from the 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 kind of dad Spider Man of the yeah. Spider Man. I also movies. feel like Hickman is a little above editorial mandate at this point. <laughs> Maybe so. He does what he wants. Uh, the other one that I'm really looking forward to is called Spectacular Spider Man. Oh, this looks and this fun. Is Miles and Peter in a book together, which has not happened since Bendis did like the little crossover thing. Yeah, the Spider Man Two. Um, this is the Greg Weisman one. It is written by Greg Weisman, who did the best Spider Man ever, other than the Spider Man video games, which is the uh, spectacular Spider Man cartoon. Has he done much in the way of comics? He wrote a Young Justice series. That's right. He did the that Young Justice tied in stuff because he was big on Young Justice. Yep. It's mostly done animation, but the comics he's done have been really good. Okay. And his his in animation, like the stuff he's done is. Um, Come back Gar- to Gargoyles. On Gargoyles, yep. um, Young Justice, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. He has a pretty amazing track record. He's got a great track record. So I'm I'm very excited about this. Dave, do you have more comics? I'm gonna, I, I've got two that'll wrap up my comic list. Okay. That, that wraps my comics list. One uh, we, earlier, we were talking off off the off mic about like uh, naughty comics, yep. and I was like, oh, I wonder if they, there's anything coming up from the. Stefan Sedgwick. Stefan Sedgwick, his wife, or their collaborators. Yep. And indeed, there is one coming up, you know, uh, they've, they've, uh, it's called Swipe. Yep. And so it's going to be about dating app life and yep. all the ins and outs Tinder. of that. Uh, I'm sure hookup culture and everything will, yep. will also figure into yep. it. Those guys always do a combination of kind of like sexy but real kind of comics in yeah. there, uh, that, uh, and they, they show the kind of the, the, the real ins and outs of all of this stuff. So I expect that is going to be quite good. Um, and uh, lastly, even though I'm not 100% sure I'll be in on this because I don't normally like Peter Tomasi's writing, I am curious about the Sinister Sons. <laughs> that is, uh, as uh, brought up earlier, the uh, sort of the counterpoint to the Super Sons. It's, uh, and instead of being Superman and Batman's kids, this is kids of Zod and Sinestro. Yeah. Um, I don't know, are they going to be out there raising hell? Are they going to be more like anti-heroes? I don't know what they're going to be doing. I don't know. Those are some high power level kids, potentially. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, I remember there, I saw, I think I saw like a piece of early artwork uh, a few months ago, and I was like, oh, this looks fun. So. I'm yeah. going to quick, uh, close this out on the comics. Uh, there's a DC, not all ages, but kind of their tween books. Yeah. Barda, which I think comes out oh, in a couple of weeks. the Gozi... Yeah, the people who did Check, Please. Yes. Uh, about uh, Barda uh, working for Granny Goodness, but finding love on Apocalypse. Yep. Yep. Sounds like a really cool idea uh, that these creators are hopefully going to execute extremely well. Yeah. Uh, I know Check, Please is pretty beloved. Yep. Uh, Ultimate X-Men. Uh I'm very curious to see what Peach that is Momoko. so weird to me. I'm curious too. I, I think that one is is more out of just like sheer. I, I need to see what this looks like mm-hmm. because Peach Momoko does her, usually her own thing uh, with like Demon Days and sort of like that kind of inspired. All of her artwork right. has kind of like the that sort of inspired look to it. Yeah. So her focusing on sort of a like an ultimate world that is fits in with Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. Her doing a shared universe with it, other people is odd. I'm just. I'm I'm curious to see how she plays. She I mean, play well this. with others. Some of my favorite weird stuff in the early days of the Ultimate comics was actually Bendis's Ultimate Marvel team up. Yeah, that was fun. And in that, he would often bring in weird ass artists. Yeah, Ted yeah. McKeever, That's Bill right. Sienkiewicz, Um uh, I forget um, who who did the X Men one, Randy. Oh man, I don't uh, remember. Did that comic that was kind of about new wave music and stuff like yeah, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you know what, what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. 
Anyway. And then the last one I've got is a comic called Spectra, Spectrograph. Okay. Which is the creative team behind Department of Truth and uh, Universal Storm Monsters Dracula. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm okay. talking about James right. Tinian. Yep. This is about a haunted L.A. mansion, uh, sort of in the vein of Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Uh, I'm down for most anything Tinian does at this point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he rarely misses What's for it called? me. It's called Spectre, like like a Spectre. Shouldn't graph. it be called the house where dwells the Spectre or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, it probably has a meaning of some sort. But, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I forget the artist's name, but he's fantastic. Uh, the but the just, guy who works with him on Universal Monsters Dracula and Department of Truth. Like, uh, forget yeah, his yeah, name. Like yes, yeah, something. Yeah. At this point, Tinian is a known name, but if you just need a reminder, uh, something is killing the children. Um, a nice house on the lake. Yeah. More recently, the book we've been liking the last few months, the uh, the deviant, deviant. So house of slaughter. He's the he is like kind of the name in horror right it's now. True. Yeah. All right. Um, let's talk games, right? Yep. Let's okay. Games. Um, so I, I did have trouble finding games. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough to find. People will not tell you when it's coming out until it's like right on the on the cusp of release. Right. Yep. But there's a couple I want to mention, um, and. This one I actually saw played at BGG. It is semi-released, but not in full release yet. Okay. It's called Daybreak. Okay. And it is a new co-op game from Matt Leacock, the creator mm-hmm. of Pandemic. Yep. This is presented sort of, sort of like the environmentalist uh, hopeful version. So you are trying to you're trying to use like solar technologies, wind technologies. You're basically trying to save the Earth from climate disaster. Okay. Oh, this sounds cool. It's a little bit real. It's a little bit real. Yeah. It's very hard from what I from what I think okay. the people I saw playing it lost three games in a row. Well, I mean, Pandemic was very hard, but it was, was hard always too. entertaining. Yeah. It was always fun. Um, the 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 graphics on it looked really good. I believe this is coming out first quarter, maybe second quarter of, of twenty twenty four. Um, it looks like a lot of fun, and uh, Leacock's cooperative games are always pretty great. Um, and the other one I, I saw board game wise that really wanted to try was uh, called Metro Runner. Hmm. It is a cyberpunk game. From the people who make uh, Role Player, that dice game, yeah. and a few other, uh, a few other things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know much about it. I just know it's about to come, it's coming to Kickstarter in January, okay. and so it should hit later this year. I, I'm, I do not play a ton of board games, mm-hmm. so this was kind of one of those fun categories where I got to kind of dive in and try to find board games mm-hmm. for yep. the, that are coming out this year potentially. Yeah, yep. we'll see. Uh, and I came across a couple that I uh, actually a few. Uh, the first one I wanted to mention was a game called Aridia, The Paths We Dare Tread. Okay. Uh, it is a very D&D uh, kind of feel. You you have characters, you kind of level up. Mm-hmm. The thing that, it's it's cooperative too. So you're basically, and kind of like open world, so you're kind of a traversing various sections, opening up things. Uh-huh. It feels very kind of real world, open world, you can do whatever you want. Right. It's co-op and it's got minis. Uh, there's minis, I believe, but the thing that I thought was really cool is that they t- they want you to role play, oh, uh, and they'll give you like bonuses for role play as well. <laughs> I don't know exactly how that incorporates into the overall structure of the game, but it sounded really, really cool. Yeah, uh, I like and it. Uh, it. I don't know if it is going to have like what, what was the big uh, western, not Great Western Trail. Uh, it was yeah, the was Wild, Legends West, of the West, Western Legends. Western Western Legends. Yeah. It's kind of like that open world kind of feel. Western that. Legends was one where you could like you could be a sheriff or a cowboy or a yeah. bandit. And or I know whatever, there are right? kind of like classes you can pick from of character wise, but it just it was saying all the right things, and I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool. The art and the minis looked really cool. The um, 
the 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 character stuff looks really interesting. This looks like one of these big expensive games. It does. It it, it definitely um, sounded that way, yeah. but. Uh, uh, it definitely sounds The MSRP is over two hundred dollars. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I didn't see that, but yeah. sure. But I'm looking at the. It comes with pre-painted minis, so if nothing else, you could get this. And you're gonna get some wolves and kobolds and stuff like that for your D and D game. Um, but it also the, the the player boards and equipment boards and all this kind of stuff looks very cool. Yeah. Uh, the other one I was uh, excited, which I think might be up Dave's alley, is a game called Last Lighthouse. This is uh, a part. Say of, no more, Nick. Uh, I'm already in. This is. I don't. I didn't recognize it, but maybe Randy will know. It's part of the Simply Solo games. Okay. There, there's. It's a solo game. Uh, you basically create specialized traps to keep your lighthouse from being destroyed by uh, nightmares. You're okay. like doing various things, and of course, the more light, your lighthouse gets destroyed, I mean, you're going to lose. But you're just right. kind of like doing this. It sounded simple, but apparently there's very kind of like elegant rules and things like that. Mm-hmm. I also just like this because it was a solo game. Uh, I know that likened it a little bit to the uh, sort of co-op tower defense game. I think this is a more complicated Castle uh, Panic. Castle kind Panic, of, yeah. Uh, thing. Okay, all right. Uh, but it it looked good. The art wise, it was very pretty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I don't play a lot of board games, but the idea of playing a solo board game. Uh, kind of interests me because my wife yeah. does not play board games uh but i do like them so yeah yeah that sounds good uh you should get it and then let me borrow it after you tell me it's sh- good sure Dave, did you have any board games nope. to okay let's yeah no on. i have lots of i have lots of i have a number of rpgs but i did not get to do like a much research into the, into and the board like game. i say it is a hard thing to find um so let's uh let's let's jump into rpgs what do you what do you got for rpgs um, let me mention one that I, I think will be out this year. It was kickstarted, but it's the reprint of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness, uh, a role-playing game I had in the 80s. It was one of the first role-playing games I bought, um, and yet never really played because I didn't know gamers back in those days. Right. Now, nowadays, I have to admit, I don't. the Palladium system, even if I'm sure it's tweaked, is not something that really appeals to me. But I do remember it having really fun character generation. Uh, it reminds me of the really good times we had, Nick, with the Morkborg stuff yeah. recently. Or which I tables. should say, which was Pirate Borg and Cyborg and stuff like that. Right. Really fun tables to roll on. They had like a D100 animal table. You could get anything from like many breeds of dogs to like a gecko to a salam, you know, like like a snail. All the weirdest stuff. And then there was cool things you could do to mutate and upgrade into Ninja Turtle-like warriors. Um, and you could kind of pick how you, you know, did you want to be like a... Uh, or is it, or it'd be, it could be random, but like, did you want to be a science experiment? A true mutant where you just kind of evolved that way, uh, t- tampered with by the, the the little TCRI aliens like uh, Krang. Yep. Uh, there's, there was all kinds of ways. And so... This is a, they were putting basically all of the stuff back into print. They're doing it in color for the first time. Do we know? No, I know this. That's with Iridia, which I was just looking up, Nick, and it's like May. Some of the backers are like this is not going to happen twenty twenty until twenty twenty five. Oh, yeah. really? Which is, okay. Which is the nature of yeah. Uh, this I was seeing twenty twenty four on a lot of this, things. This was but yeah. kickstarted, Dave. Do we know if it's actually coming out in twenty twenty four? I possible? think it was kickstarted some months ago, like six months ago or yeah. more. So I think it probably will. I hope so. Um... Uh, and let me mention one other thing. This this is not necessarily high on my personal list, but it's it is of interest to me because I know a number of people who consider it like the greatest role playing game of all time. Yep. There's a new edition of Pendragon coming out, Pendragon Six E, 
Pendragon is the Arthur the like the Arthurian role playing game to end right. all Arthurian role playing games. Yep. Most people who play it play in what they call like what do they call it? Like the Grand Arthurian Campaign or something like that. Yeah. Which is meant to follow the core events of like the the book Le Mort d'Arthur. Okay. Um, I believe from beginning to end and spans several lifetimes. So you would potentially have a knight who grows up, sees the rise of Arthur, uh, maybe dies, bequeaths his kingdom to his son. And, uh, you know, then, like, that son is there during the heyday of Arthur, and then you follow with, like, the conspiracies and, and, and uh, intrigue within Camelot, Mordred and uh, stuff, uh, sabotaging it, and you follow all the way through to the end. Uh, so, um, uh, it's always been described as, like, the one of the greatest campaigns, and also, I know the rules in this are meant to evoke the writing in those books, so you have on your sheet chivalric values and you have to sort of behave within that but not that you can't you can choose where they lean or don't lean but you will actually evoke at least the ideals of chivalry not necessarily how it was truly practiced but right um and uh yeah i just uh i know so many people who are into it and they tend to be gamers gamers people like our former customer jason drawl yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he might have he may have even worked on it for it's all possible, I know actually. but like uh, I've seen him and I think other people talk about this yeah, I have in, to, actually. Uh, in hushed whispers it, it so. definitely has the, the notion of sort of this like ongoing like legacy thing yeah. is, is interesting to me yeah. um, what about y'all uh, I have a couple things from the RPG world uh, one of them is uh, we've seen Pathfinder's uh, player core mm-hmm. and GM core this yep. is what's done really well this year we should see Monster Core, which is their yep. their monster manual, and Player Core Two, which uh, is more classes that have not been done, plus a couple new classes and races for playable playable characters. These these books have done insanely well so yeah. far, so yeah. I, I have a high. I, these are I assume Monster Core will do great. Right, it look. Um, Marvel Multiverse has two source books coming out that we know of so far: X Men and Spider Verse. Nice. Very much excited for those. Yeah, yeah. Spider Verse. Uh, I, I, uh, I assume isn't like specifically the movie Spider Verse. No, no. It's I think the... it's going to be like all the Spider characters. Yeah, but they, that's, that's we'll cool. probably touch on the Spider Verse. Right. So you can uh, have adventures, world hopping, and... because the multiverse, the, the multiverse game is built around a multiverse idea. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the the RPG is built around the idea of a multiversal Marvel. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Nick, do you have anything on your RPG list? I have no RPGs. I have a couple more oh. board games that okay. I could mention. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. go ahead. Uh, so the one I think it comes out in a couple of months, if I'm not mistaken, and it might be the thing that will get me back into a trading card game, huh? uh, which is Star Wars Unlimited. Uh, uh, what what is that? It's basically Star Wars Answer to Lorcana. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that that looks exciting. It to me. looks it correct? looks fun. The last time I remember, actually, I can't remember the last time they had a serious Star Wars. Uh, I mean, we've TCG. They, the, uh, I don't know. Late uh, '90s, early 2000s. It's possible. Um, I feel like there probably was one somewhere in there. Maybe there one was. That, Decipher had one. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. But, uh, I forget who's doing this one, but I have hopes. It's, it's Fantasy Flight. It's Fantasy Flight. Yep. Uh, they're they're very excited about it. Uh, and then a couple of other just, hopefully they come out in 2024, and I didn't read wrong, uh, <laughs> but a game called Hunt for Blackbeard, 
which is, uh, uh, I'll read their description because I thought it was pretty encompassing. It's uh-huh. two players against one another as hunter and hunted in a fast-moving game of detection, deception, and confrontation. So, like, hidden movement game okay. uh, with a bunch of, like, employing other things. It just sounded... Did you say Blackbeard? Yeah, it's like a, pirate, it's a pirate, game. pirate game. Yeah, it's, like, about Blackbeard g- coming out of hiding or, like losing all of his money and there's like various kind of like scenarios and stuff. Oh, interesting. But it, it was a cool idea. And then one that I just thought was fun is called Bone Wars mm. about uh, it is a game where you work for dueling paleontologists uh-huh. uh, like publishing papers yeah. and doing random like it, it just sounded kind of intricate and, and, and super detailed but also fun and kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if it'll hit but it sounded great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. That sounds like a cool novel premise. I have one more board game and one more RPG. Okay. Uh, board game, there are, it, it's not been announced officially, but I believe the game Heat, Pedal to the Metal, which, yep. I, which I really enjoyed and still hard to get, but yes. we're trying to keep it back in stock uh, as a racing game. There's supposed to be an expansion called Torrential Rain coming yeah, out this year. I saw that. Um, which I, I have. Oh, you're going to like play like, on wet tracks? Probably. I mean, I assume <laughs> more tracks and all that That's kind of fun. stuff. So. Um, and then. Uh, Cobalt Press, who okay. some of the best uh, 5e content. It's true. They, uh, in, in the wake of, uh, D- of uh, Watsy's really dumb decision to try and undo their open lace list last year, yeah? one of D- one of the many dumb decisions right. that Watsy made Which last year. They did backpedal on. They did, but, but they was, they the earned a lot of ire along the way. Yes, uh, and a lot of indie pre- a lot of indie publishers were like, "Well, our fate is too tied to this big multi corporation that could do whatever it wants," and so. Cobalt Press announced they're doing a, a new RPG system called Tales of the Valiant, which is their okay. it's be their five E based, but a new a new RPG system. Okay, and that is coming out supposedly this year. We we've, we've kickstarted it. We'll be getting it when everybody else gets it. So okay. uh, yeah, looking forward to that. I'll be those guys have great everything they've done has been really great. I own most of their five E content. Uh, I've played several of their five E games, and they're really really good. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, is that everything for board games and RPGs? That's I've got, all I I've have. got four more RPGs. Oh, oh okay. wow. That's right. Uh, two that are kind of not particularly, like, like kind of cool concepts, but maybe not for me, and two that I'm very interested in. Okay. All right. The two that are, like, cool sound concepts, one's an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, am, I have to imagine that they might also, like, allow you to, like, play a Templar, too. Sure. I believe it's going to dive into the lore in that. The guy I saw talking about it. Uh, said that he wasn't even like into the uh, Assassin's Creed games, didn't really play them, but that they had like a demo copy and that he was enjoying the system. And uh, well, their the, lore is pretty insane in the Assassin's Creed. Game, I think. So I think I he, he did mention like the thing where, like, you, you know, in in the thing of those, the games are simulations of sorts. Yeah. They're like you are projecting yourself in like a sort of like VR past, state into yeah. the past. <laughs> and and I believe that might allow you to, I, I don't know, just kind of from what he was saying, to possibly in the space of a single game play in multiple worlds. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Like if you made up your character in the present, like and here it is 2024, and then you would also, you know, be, have your, you know, build characters that he embodies in or she embodies in, in the past. Uh, the other wa- game uh, is something called Outgunned, uh, and this one sound like I, I forget who it had like some some pretty decent pedigree from some other game design, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm afraid I missed who it was. But it is basically an '80s '90s cinematic action game. Oh, okay, uh, you know, I, I, I imagine everything from Die Hard to uh, John Woo's Hong Kong movies. 
and stuff like that. It sounded like it would encompass them all and would be meant to be kind of like how Feng Shui was a fast-paced, uh, you know, RPG that had cinematic elements. Okay. All right. Here's the big two for me. Uh, one, this is this is a maybe. It may not hit till next year. I think it's hit some delays. Is a second edition of the Thirteenth Age. Oh, okay. Which was really the first serious indie D and D game. Uh, now was I think that, we're getting more of them. Is that the Monty Cook one, or am I thinking of a different one? Different okay. one. Okay. Yeah, this one was the one that, like, I mean, it is like quite indie. Yeah. And it's theory in, in, in its design, uh, but but uh, it like quick play. I'll give you an example of just one of the mechanics they had in there. There's there's lots of interesting ones, but they had something called I think the acceleration die, hmm. and so there is normal D and D fighting and stuff like that. Some tactical elements, and by the way, it was written by two guys. And one of this, it is like an amazing read. In the the actual book is super fun to read, which I would say that of almost no other rule set out there. <laughs> None of them are. The player's handbook is not fun to read unless you just really like that minutia. I did as a kid, like when they would list examples and yeah. stuff like that. But Thirteenth Age is fun throughout, and they have two guys who have slightly differing philosophies on some things, and they'll sometimes say like, "Well, here's one way you can handle experience. I'm a little bit more old school, so I do it this way." And so they have little. They insert themselves at various points to comment on the rules. Um, but here's the acceleration die. The acceleration die is the idea is that they wanted combat to happen quicker in RPGs. And so uh, I think beginning on like round three, you put out a, a, a six-sided die and you put it on one. And you add that to all your player attacks uh, uh, rolls oh. and all the damage rolls, indicating how you are beginning to master the combat. You are figuring out what's going on and, and starting to get kind of better at controlling okay. it. Uh, so that with each successive round, it goes up a notch, and you're getting better and better each round. The bad guys do not get this unless they're a named bad guy. The named sense. bad guys get become badass, but um, otherwise, you are going to more quickly wrap up a combat. I was going to say, that definitely would speed up combat yep. and make for kind of a more yep. concise game. And it's one of many neat ideas in there. I feel like there's probably like six or seven things that they did which were really cool ideas mm -hmm. that were like that. So... That's 13th Age 2nd Edition, which may or may not hit in 2024. We'll see. Yeah. Um, last one is there's a new game from the Morkborg people. Ooh. Uh, oh. should be hitting. It is called Ronin, and it is their Dark Samurai setting. Oh, oh nice. That's cool. Yep. I saw some preview art from it. Uh, they had their character sheet and classes and stuff like that. Oh, man. Knowing I'm how much fun we had yeah. making the rolls on, on Pirate Borg and, and Cyborg... Cyborg uh, and even yeah. Morkborg. I, and I, even Morkborg. I am. I, I will be all over. All over this. Uh, you know, um, uh, we 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 actually ran. I would say a very successful cyborg game. Sure. Uh, using my sort of homebrew rules, which are based in um, uh, fate, the fate system. Yep. Um, but uh, but the, we generated the characters using um, uh, cyborg in yeah. this case and had like just a ton of fun doing that part alone. I think you even created the uh, the mission out of their... Yes, they had a super <clears throat> cool, uh, like you make like seven different roles and you're like, uh, you're working for blank corporation uh, they want you to go to blank area to retrieve blank or it could be like talk to somebody or do a bunch of different things. Yeah, it just kind of gives you an outline of what to right. do. And it suggests a twist or two and all that, and then you can still expand on it, but it gives you a really great skeleton to hang your hat on of, of, a, of a plot structure. Yeah. And um, so, uh, so yeah, I have to imagine they will do the same thing with 
with Roman. I did not know about this. I'm ex- I'm very excited. Yep. Um, I think that's all the RPG and board game and stuff. Yep. yep. Do we, we want to wrap call up? Or do we want to jump back over to TV for a couple things? Let's just jump back to TV because okay, there's still a couple for, of for a couple TV because I've got a couple more TV things as well. I got a couple what do you, more what TV do you, things. What do you got, Randy? All right, so um, I am looking forward to. I know this one's going to be listed. I'm going to skip the stuff I know is on next lists. Um, you don't know what's on my list. <laughs> I, I went a little esoteric. <laughs> I'm looking forward to True Detective coming back. Yeah, the Jody Night Foster, Foster Night Country. Yeah, I um, I put that I on liked, my list too. I like season one. Uh, I hated season two, although. I didn't hate it as much, much as most critics. I did watch it all the way to the end. There was performance I liked in there. And I never watched season three, but I hear it was like, okay. I've, but this is supposed to be great. I've never watched a season of True Detective. Oh, season one was amazing. Uh, this one I'm weirdly excited for just because that trailer was so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But And I really enjoyed Jodie Foster. So uh, Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Nick? So I'll quick uh, do a couple. X-Men 97. That's on my list, uh, too. It's... I, Finally going to come out. It's finally going to come out. I'm excited for it. Uh, I watch this every Saturday morning and other days, uh, so I'm excited. Finally, excited to see where it goes. Uh, Star Wars: The Acolyte is supposed to hit. Oh yeah. Uh, this is High Republic stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like the idea of having Star Wars that I know nothing about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though the comics have all looked boring Kinda to boring. me, I have this feeling that the the show has a solid chance of making it interesting. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I think a show that hits Netflix this week, uh, The Brother's Son, uh, which yeah, is Michelle the, Yao's. Yeah, Michelle Yao's. Uh, she is the matriarch of a crime family. Her son is like their enforcer, and their her other son knows nothing about There's any no of idea. this. Yeah, and yeah. he's at college, and he becomes a target by rival uh, gangs. Yep. It looks both funny and then the uh, the son who's the enforcer is actually a chef. So it's kind of like this weird c- convergence of various things I really enjoy yeah. uh, into one thing. And, and, and it looks really, really good. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, Donald Glover. I rewatched the trailer last night. I, I'm really stoked for this. That's on my list. Uh, there's two. I, l- last two I have a show on Apple TV Plus called Manhunt. Which is a ten-part historical drama slash political thriller about the hunt for John Wilkes Booth yeah. uh, uh, after the assassination of Lincoln. Uh, it stars Tobias Menzies, who was just in The Crown. Uh, he's a good actor. Uh, this one I think sounds really cool. Yeah. And then there is. I hope they catch him. Uh, <laughs> a show on HBO called The Regime. Yeah, uh, on my list too. It's Kate Winslet, and uh, this is directed by Stephen Frears, it who looks did. Like sort of- Dark comedy, right? Yeah, Stephen Frears is the guy who directed High Fidelity right. and a few other things. Right. I I'm in the can for anything Kate Winslet does. I yeah. I love her so much. Uh, so and this, this one, is basically like they they are, it's they like are a cr- feeling yeah it's like a crumbling uh demo- or uh, uh government in yeah. in England yeah. uh and it just it kind of dark comedy yeah. but very drama. They say fuck. They say fuck a lot in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. Kate that uh, How dare you? <laughs> she does uh, curse. She does. But that is all that I've got. What, uh, what, Dave, what else is on your list? Uh, let's see. Um, maybe the two most notable remainders I've got are Fallout. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which ha- has only had the kind of like teaser trailer, but it, like it did, it did give you a whirlwind tour of the whole yeah. world setting and the vaults and all of that and creatures Power and armor. And power armor, and they, they kind of, like, the pit boy, and 
the, uh, alternate world fifties and stuff like that that they that it stems from. Did they show Nuka Cola. Probably, I'm I think sure so. I mean, uh, sure. Anyway, uh, I actually don't play these games that much, so this is going to be like my entry point into it. Like, I know enough to like, I know, I know the, well, what the, the gist I, of it is. I but. haven't fin- ever finished a game, yeah, uh, a Fallout game, but I feel like this is the time for me to finish a TV show. Of Fallout. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, you can do that. Yeah, I can do that. I can't play a hundred and fifty hour uh, Fallout game, right? So, uh, so I have that, and uh, although I'm not personally interested in this that much yet. We'll see. As it gets closer, the Batman Caped Crusader cartoon uh, is coming up, which uh, is like... uh, I think it's co-produced by... uh, Oh, my my screen got, like, adware on it now, right as I'm trying to find it. (laughs) Is Bruce Tim? It's Bruce Tim and Matt Reeves, who did the the Batman thing. Um, uh, uh, Let's see... They talk about it being a more noir-influenced Batman. He is drawn in the style of what looks like Batman Year One, or not even yeah. not even Year One. The first comics when he had the kind of the pointed ears that kind of went right. out to the side have, a little yeah. bit. They have the purple gloves. It, this, the picture I'm looking at is black and white, so oh, I can't okay. tell. Oh yeah, no, no, that looks kind um, of classic. But it though. is like the classic style. Um, I mean, Bruce it says 10. here the original series. This, the series was originally announced as a series set to premiere on Cartoon Network and HBO Max, but due to the Warner Brothers Discovery merger, it was announced to have been shopped at different outlets, uh, been picked up by Amazon, and two seasons have been ordered. So I guess that's where it is now. It's weird um, that uh, that's not on HBO. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh, that's where all the other Batman stuff. But we'll yeah. have to go to yeah. Prime for this. Yeah, one. that is weird. And I guess I will say uh, the the one last thing. This is just a blanket thing for all things Star Trek. Mm. Um, oh yeah, Star Trek. This is, there's not uh, any premieres that I know of this year. Is there anything this year? Discovery. But there is. Uh, the, so yeah, there is. Uh, so Discovery uh, gets its fifth and final season. So mm. that'll wrap a series that I've had, sometimes had a contentious relationship with, but like broadly I like. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Strange New Worlds will get season three this year. Really? I think so. Yeah. Good because it left it on a cliffhanger. That was mean. <laughs> it was uh, quite the cliffhanger, yeah. Um, and I, th- I don't know if Prodigy season two. I, I thought I thought none of this was going to happen because I thought Discovery was it for this year because of the structure. I saw Prodigy on a couple of lists, which makes me think that I they think had Prodigy done more to had, on it. Had some work done. I would definitely love to see Prodigy season two this year because I'd seen it on a couple of upcoming lists, and I was yeah. surprised to see it. But it was on multiple. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to broadly say, yes, uh, Star Trek uh, has, still has the potential to have some, some good stuff despite the strike. Um, for me, just to knock things out, there are new seasons of Halo. Yep. Uh, new seasons yep. of Ghost. Yep. Or Ghosts. Yep. Uh, the uh, CBS ABC, comedy. Or CBS comedy. And yeah. Girls 5 Eva moves over from Peacock to Netflix. That's right. I forgot and about that. And gets a third, probably final season. And it's really funny. Um, there's that Chinese sci-fi three body problem coming yep. up. Yep. That I'm curious about. Is that Lindelof or... It's somebody... I don't remember who it is. It was somebody good, though, but yeah. yeah. Uh, FX is Shogun. Yep. This looks really, really good. I'm excited for that one. Um, and then a couple weird ones. Um, something called Death and Other Details, hmm. which is on Hulu. It's created by Mike Weiss and Heidi Cole McAdams, who did... Mike Weiss worked on The Mentalist, Chicago PD, but also Stumptown, which was great. Uh, okay. Um, the premise of this is that Mandy Patinkin is a detective who finds himself on a luxury cruise liner when a locked room murder takes place. So another sort of murder mystery, I think, maybe lightly comedic. Um, I'm not sure. I love Mandy Patinkin. Um, And then 
a show called Constellation on Apple Plus that comes out in February that uh, stars Jonathan Banks and uh, Numi Rapace mm-hmm. yep. as a astronaut. There's a disaster in space. She comes back to Earth and discovers there are missing pieces in her life and starts investigating that. Okay. Uh, Apple tends to do sort of... Some of their sci-fi is boring. They take big swings. Some of it is really interesting and unusual. So I'm, I'm curious to see that. Uh, and I think that wraps up everything that we know of, right? I mean, I'm sure like, we missed a couple of there's things. Stuff we missed. There's, I'm sure there's stuff we don't know is coming out too. But uh, but that's a pretty good overview of uh, the first quarter or so of, of 2024. And a little bit of a sneak at, at previous other stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, if they are RPGs and board games and comics that intrigued you in there. You could probably add your name to a list or something like that yep. or get, get that yeah. held. So if any of that stuff sounds interesting, let us know. Uh, if there's anything you're super looking forward to or anything we missed, drop us an email and tell us what cool thing uh, you are looking forward to in 2024. Uh, and perhaps we'll mention it on this very show. Perhaps. But also it's good to keep it on our radar. Yes. Yep. Especially if it's a comic or a game. We want to make sure we have it on our radar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. We'll be back next week with more. Until that time, yo, Joe. Roguecast is a weekly podcast broadcast from Rogue's Gallery Comics and Games in Round Rock, Texas. You can find us online on Facebook and at www.roguesgallerytx.com and email us comments or questions at roguesgallerytx at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.